There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, yesterday we learned of the death of the legend Burt Reynolds, and we're all familiar with a lot of the roles he did take in Hollywood, but not as familiar with the ones he said no to. We're going to tell you what some of those were on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And Bradley, you found this particularly fascinating. You're the you're kind of the expert on this. I am not the expert, but I read an article, so basically right. so I know In this stuff. room, you're the expert. Um, but what I found, you know, whenever somebody dies, in- inevitably there are a number of stories you learn upon their passing that maybe you didn't realize during their lifetime. And, you know, for whatever reason, I was maybe not the biggest fan of Burt Reynolds insofar as, um, you know, I didn't follow his career mm-hmm. explicitly. Um, you know, I think my my one recollection upon his death was the episode where he appeared in the Golden Girls, um, which is just like a classic Golden Girls episode. That aside, he turned down a ton of roles um, and not just roles that you're like, oh, that's interesting Roles that would have redefined not only the role Mm -hmm. of the person uh, being played, but also the person playing the role. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it would have redefined Burt Reynolds' career if, for example, you knew that. um, And do we want to I know you've got some clips, Holly. Do we want to start with maybe the first one and give people a little taste of a role that he turned down? Yes. Here it is. Bond. James Bond. Bond. Can you imagine James Bond as Burt Reynolds? What you say? I mean, I don't understand that. Why he would turn it down, or no. that, or like that pairing? I don't understand. I mean, I understand that he. So he was hot. His yeah. his, his star was hot mm-hmm. and bright uh, at a time that it makes sense that maybe he was considered for that role. He turned the role down. So um, it was his for the taking. Yeah, I mean, as as he tells yeah. it. Huh. I mean, listen, you guys know that James Bond is not my, um, an area of no knowledge. Correct. For me. <laughs> Correct. But I, you know, but I, but I don't see, like when you say Sean Connery as James Bond, I get what that means, right? Yeah. I would not put Burt Reynolds and Sean Connery in the same like bucket of distinguished hotness. Go look. Burt Reynolds, I think he could have taken on the role. I think the thing that was challenging for most people to wrap their head around this is like, he's an American. And so Bond, as we know him, is such a British thing 
that it would have been weird to see somebody like Burt Reynolds, you know, speaking with his sort of glib American accent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But go back and look at Burt Reynolds in the movie Deliverance, because that's the idea of what Bond producers were looking at when they were thinking about, oh, who should play James Bond? Burt Reynolds, sans mustache mm-hmm. with some like beefy arms. Yeah. yeah. And he oh, okay. I will say this was one of his biggest regrets was turning down um, that role. He says, I could have done it. And I could have done it well. But at the time, he um, said, that doesn't make any sense. Why would you have an American playing uh, 007? Mm. That's not the only iconic role that not only would have changed your idea of Bond, for example, but also would have changed your idea, I think, of him. One of those other roles, and this is near and dear to Holly's heart, I thought also surprising. My father taught me many things here. He taught me in this room. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Mm. Is that Michael, Michael Corleone, Corleone from yeah. The Godfather? Huh. I mean, Holly, you know, you're the resident a Godfather um, obsessive. Mm-hmm. What? What? How do you react to that story? I'm not shocked because that at the time. When The Godfather was being made, that quote was from The Godfather 2, by the way. But when they were making the first one, Robert Redford was also a mm. front runner for that part of Michael Corleone. And so it doesn't surprise me that producers would be thinking of somebody that we now, looking back almost 50 years later, would be like, what the heck were they thinking? But Burt Reynolds completely fits into that mold of hot Hollywood young star yeah. that could be possibly starring in this big epic film. I mean, that's the weird trick you have to kind of do with yourself when you hear these is go back because we have the benefit of knowing kind of the end of the story, yeah, right? And like sure. all the, you know, who he became. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, in order to kind of get in that headspace, you have to kind of rewind back and think about who Burt Reynolds was at that time and what it was they were looking for. It just is such a a weird mind game to try to imagine anybody else in an iconic role like that, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, like any of these roles that we're talking about, to try to try to kind of stick him in there is feels bizarre yeah it certainly feels bizarre i just find those stories to be incredibly interesting and i will say that um you know he did not regret not doing this role burt reynolds uh in the role of michael corleone apparently when he was on uh watch what happens live he told andy that he um that that was the case that he did turn it down and that marlon brando apparently threatened to quit the picture if reynolds came on board Ooh. Um, and he went on to say that he was flattered, that he was upset. That's not the only role. Here's a role that I'm starting to think would have been, um, you know, I could see a Burt Reynolds in this particular role. Holly, uh, do you got another one for us? Laugh it up, fuzzball. Oh, Han Solo. See, that one I think I can kind of get my mind around, partly because of the cockiness of Han Solo. There was sort of that air about Burt Reynolds. I could see him playing that role. And he did. He actually um, he said at the time, like the reason he didn't do that, uh, take that role was that he he said, quote, I just didn't want to play that kind of role at the time. I don't know what that means, but he um, did go on to say that he regretted it. He says, I wish I would have done that. But that's not all. And we could go on and on and on. Let me just tell you quickly a couple of the other roles that he turned down. Richard Gere's role in Pretty Woman. Oh, my gosh. No way. And he said, um, he said, if there was a pretty leading lady, I would have done it no matter how bad the part was. Um, he turned it down, apparently, because he didn't an, think that Julia Roberts well, was pretty. Th- I mean, that's the way it's worded, <laughs> but not intended. Um, 
he says uh, in answer to why he turned it down, quote, I'm an idiot. Mm. Uh, he also turned down Jack Nicholson's role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay, that's that's a bizarre one to get your brain around. And, you know, remember Jack Nicholson went on to win the Oscar for that. And he said he desperately wanted to play play that role, but for some reason still turned it down. Hmm. And then uh, last up, um, a couple roles he was rumored to have turned down. Bruce Willis in Die Hard. Uh, Jack Nicholson's role in Terms of Endearment. Um, the Batman TV series. Rosemary's Baby. MASH. Taxi Driver. I mean, the guy was hot. It's so wild. And had his pick of the litter, apparently. I also always think that that's an interesting, you know, actors have a tendency to 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 focus on some of those stories, like the roles that they missed out on for one reason or another. And I just always I, it is such an interesting story to hear from them. Yeah. But it's usually like one, you know, it's right. like Betty Davis or, you know, Joan Crawford, you know, saying that there was a role they turned down and it's like one role. I mean, this is a half a dozen roles that. We're not just any old role. He said no to. Huh. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it's Friday and we are going to cheat. This one's going to be kind of fun. Uh, I'll give you a quick heads up. It's going to be a blind taste test and it is going to require Bradley and me to call on all of our senses to tell you what flavor profile we are experiencing in a chip. Should be pretty good. We'll tell you about it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Hi, it's Friday. It's the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, every Friday, we like to put something in our mouth that doesn't typically belong there. We like to cheat on our diets with a little cheat day Friday. What are we doing, Holly? We're doing a cheat day taste test. I First of all, I just need to tell you that I just got like a waft of a mixture of chippy flavor bits. And I can't (laughs) quite make it out. Because there's three different chip flavors in front of us that are not... That we can't see right now. Yes, but the wafting of the sm- the smell the smell that's wafting is just you know the outer flakes of it, but all mixed up. Yeah, so that's what's happening mm-hmm. uh, underneath uh, the napkins that you have in front of you. So we are taste testing some of the Lay's Taste of America potato chips. Okay. So that means these are the special Lay's flavors that they release every year. The the stunt flavors, so to speak. Yeah. And they're supposed to capture uh, regional flavors throughout the United States. And so you have three different varieties in front of you. Okay. One represents the Midwest, and that would be fried pickles and ranch. Mm, yum. Yes. I'm all for that. I mean, I get the fried pickles thing. Yeah, that's something we do around these parts. In all fairness, I should mention that I have previously sampled two of the three okay. But, you know, this is still going to be fun. I may forget what I tasted Mm -hmm. and I've got opinions about what they taste like. So I'm very curious to see Colleen's reaction. Okay, and then another one is Lay's West Coast truffle fries Mm -hmm. representing naturally the West West Coast. Coast I also want to know how the West Coast feels about truffle fries being their fry or chip of choice. Right. Yeah. Like, who made that decision? Yeah. And then finally, we have a uh, Lay's bacon chip experience. 
bacon chip. It's not just bacon, right? I think it's bacon jalapeno. Yes. Bacon jalapeno popper. Mm. Yes. Bacon wrapped jalapeno popper. Yes. So bacon wrapped jalapeno popper. Now, you guys don't know which ones you are going to taste, but I want you to try to attempt to guess which chip is which. So there are three piles of chips in front of you. Okay. Now, go from left to right. They're labeled A, B, and C, but close your eyes when you... Left to right. Yes. So open up, reveal the chip thing. So now you have three chips in front of you. Oh, I see. You should go to the left-hand side of your napkin and place that chip in your mouth. And what do you taste? Bradley's already done it. He's working on it. He's working on it? Uh, I'm going to go here. And then Colleen's putting it in her mouth, Mm -hmm. tasting the chips, trying to differentiate Mm -hmm. between the chips. Oh, that, okay. At first, I could not. That just tastes like smoky air. I couldn't make it out at all. (laughs) At first, I think that there was like for one moment, a little bit of heat that was supposed to mimic a jalapeno, which is what tells me that that was the bacon jalapeno. I don't know where you got that from. Frankly, when it you, was like a second and then it was gone. It was just a waft. Well, mm-hmm. you guys are exactly right. Ashtray. That was <laughs> smoky ashtray. But I will tell you this. It does not taste anything like bacon wrapped jalapeno popper. Shocker. What? Okay. That was yes. my that when I first had those, I was like, the, this just tastes like smoky air or some kind of grossness. I did not taste jalapeno. I did not taste uh, popper, Mm-mm. whatever that is. Yeah, that, and bacon is. It almost tasted like pineapple uh, bacon to me. Like there's like a weird, like weird sweetness to it. Pineapple or something huh. like a. I don't know. Mm. So it, yeah, that's the problem with bacon flavored things. It's it's oftentimes it never just, tastes like bacon. It tastes, it tastes like, like smoke. smoke. I know. All right, moving on to chip pile number two. Okay. Chip pile number two. Colleen and Bradley are going to put that in their mouth, okay. and then they're going to tell us. What the mm-hmm. kind of flavor experiences oh. they're having in their mouth? Well, that's got to be those nasty truffle fries. Mm, Bradley, tell us more. Because it's so just like funky, like right? There's like I don't a funk. taste even the faintest flavor of flavor. So you, um, see, I think these have like a strong like. Mm-mm. Oily funk. Are they pungent? They don't taste do like anything. Do you have anything. them, Holly? Yeah, I do. These do not taste like anything. Honestly, this tastes like somebody accident. It looks like somebody dumped like their dried oregano in a in a bag of ruffles. Oh, you're right. It's very it nondescript. Doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't taste like anything. I, I like those better than the smoky air. Because there is like a saltiness to it. All right, nothing tastes. I mean, I will eat the whole. I'm Bradley Trainer, and I'm Don McLean. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like this: A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. A bag of these because they don't really taste like anything to me. 
All right. Well, okay. let's right. move on to the last chip. Now, obviously, through process of elimination. Well, and to cleanse is, my palate. Oh, please Hold cleanse on. your palate, Colleen Bradley. You too. Mm-hmm. To get ready for the last flavor experience that we're having on Cheat Day Friday, our Cheat Day taste test of Lay's Flavors of America potato chips. Last but not least, coming down to the Midwest with fried pickle and ranch. Uh-huh. I've had these two. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, these ones, you can get the pickle on the front end. So you can tell these that- are even worse than I remember them. Really? <laughs> these Why? taste like like it tastes like like um sour paste. Oh, I was gonna say sour play-doh. I'm not kidding. That kind of like icky, kind of salty, like oh, mush. God, those are bad. Yeah, they don't taste like <laughs> no, fried pickles or nasty. ranch. No. Lays do <laughs> better. You, you th- do better. No, I those are fails on all accounts, and I apologize to the good people of Lays. They because here's the problem that I'm having. Like, I don't know. I'm not I should say I am not a fan of chips that taste like non chip items. Mm-hmm. So right, you want chips that are chips. I want like sour cream and onion yeah. chips, cheddar cheese chips. OK, so technically that's a chip that tastes like something else. But, but something we've already agreed on like is when a chip you flavor. say a chip tastes like fries. Yeah. Or that it tastes like another appetizer. Or that it tastes like mozzarella sticks. No, actually, it probably, if anything, is going to taste like oregano. Because yeah. what does a mozzarella stick taste yeah, like? Yeah, it's, well, it tastes like cheese. And yeah. you can't make a chip taste like that. All right, so worst to best. Rank them. They all Rank suck. is the uh, keyword there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Honestly, they all were. I mean, if I had to eat a bag, I would eat the truffle ones first. Which is what's about to happen. Okay, good. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. D-bags after this. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to talk about them on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call those celebrities behaving badly a very special name, and that name is D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Okay. I got a D-Bag, and I've also got, uh, I think my D-Bag is going to be that truffle chip, because it's literally in my lung, and it's going to kill me. Bradley aspirated a chick in the break. A chick? A chick, I mean. Careful. I want to, um, but like if I push right here, I can feel it. Okay, okay, you need to drink water so it dissolves. Okay, um, thank you, Dr. Google. Um, I want to tell you, my D-bag today is none other than Farah Abraham. Oh, Do you know her? I've heard of her before. I've heard uh, lots of her before. Why yep, is Farrah she Abraham, of course, today? backdoor teen mom and oh, uh, former teen mom. She, you know, so like a while back, all of a sudden we saw the story about her and of all people, Drita Devanzo going to fight each other. Yeah. They had like a fake Twitter dust up. Turns out this was probably all for publicity to do a celebrity boxing thing. I should say charity boxing thing because these are not celebrities we're talking about. Um, and I just saw a headline the other day. So apparently she's doing this celebrity or charity boxing thing. So then I see this headline. Farah Abraham flashes her bare butt as she trains for boxing match in thong bodysuit. Okay. So I'm like, well, I'm, I'm a sucker for... D bags. Oh. <laughs> and so I open the article and I look at these photos and she's literally <clears throat> boxing in a thong I mean. bodysuit. And I don't even know if it's supposed to be a thong bodysuit, but the bodysuit is like 
up her oh, it's, Grand Canyon. No, that's supposed to be a thong. Okay. I mean, it means to be a thong, but her, the mounds have gotten considerably larger. Mounds. But like her butt, she's had the injection. Yeah. Did you see the photographs of her naked on the beach? No. Oh. Where? On the Daily Mail. Are yeah. these new? Uh, <sighs> this week, because Missed I showed those. them to my boyfriend. And... Did he say want some okay, of wow, that? Wow, that sounded like really, <laughs> no. like, I don't know what the two you get up to, but that sounded interesting. But he was eternally baffled. Yeah. Because those proportions do not happen in nature. No, because they're not nature. So don't worry about that. She paid for all of that. Yeah. So um, back to oh this gosh. thong bodysuit. I have a couple of things to talk about. First of which is, that's gross. Uh-huh. Nobody wants to see that. It's nasty. I mean, I'm sure some guys, they want to see it. Maybe I don't, I don't know. know if maybe what, I'm always eternally mystified by what um, heterosexual men find attractive because, like, what I will think is attractive, then I'll ask a friend and he'll be like, "What? No, ew." So I don't know if they would find. I'm sure there's a lot of men who. I mean, she has body parts molded in I, silicone. Yeah, that so that sell. they can enjoy alone time with the molded silicone body parts of hers. Um. Anyway, she was doing a live video of her uh, practicing for her boxing match in a thong. I, that, that, that leads to another question that I have, mm-hmm. and this is to all my ladies in the mm-hmm. room, which is everyone, um, mm-hmm. which is everybody else in the room. What, what about a thong is appealing? Can I ask a question? Because my assumption mm-hmm. is that a thong is a purely a thong is for a man. Not necessarily. In the sense, oh, go ahead. In the sense that like as a garment, like. Why utilitarian, that's the wrong word, Mm -hmm. but what is the utility of a thong? Well, most women prefer thongs because they do not yield a panty line. Yes, the VP, the visible panty line. That's like a, a, you know, I can understand that you want to wear tight pants and not have panty lines, right? Right. Totally understand that. It's not comfortable. I personally don't find them comfortable. I have friends who are like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you can wear anything else. And because I'm like, I've, really? I've put, uh, you Those know, a string bikini I, I agree. thing up my butt before in uh-huh. the sense that, you know, <laughs> that just, I'm sorry. <laughs> that didn't sound right <laughs> at all. all. Well, I'm saying can I've we had, that and I've, do that had all the, over? I've had the physical experience of, of a, a thong. thong between my cheeks. Yes. And it was not appealing to me. And I feel like the whole day I would be picking it out. Yep. Yeah. I think that like, yeah, I think if you, I think it takes some getting used to. So I just feel like it's so, such a like, you know, in, like women are, like, listen to me, also, women are forced well, to wear I the thong. I can't well, even. It's literal butt floss. Sometimes yeah. Yeah. things come out. But I don't feel like a woman wakes up and is like, yeah, okay. I'm going to, and not like a thong under your panty. What did you say? Well, what Holly's referring to is the thing that uh, she said it in an interesting you know, and thong underwear like way has the nickname butt floss oh yeah yeah and then sometimes it actually like, when it literally flosses because your butt to me Ew. do you see what i'm saying though like yeah. that's a little tiny teeny tiny little piece of fabric that's going real near the business area mm-hmm. and it just doesn't it to me feels to me feels, feels unsanitary well i was yes. gonna say i mean she's wearing it's a white nasty. one i wouldn't probably wear that one oh, again no Mm-mm. also um I just feel like no woman says, you know, minus putting it underneath tight jeans. No woman wakes up and says, God, I just really want to put on a thong today and feel that as she's walking throughout the world. 
for anything other than a man to look at it and go, I like that thing. All I can tell you is there are no thongs in my underwear wardrobe. Yeah. And if there were, they would probably be for utility. I mean, in like, like for I said, an for enjoyment like, experience. Uh, what? What? In the bedroom, I was going to say. Oh, now we're what? learning more. No, I was. <laughs> what I was saying an enjoyment is enjoyment experience in the bedroom for the view of the person who I would well, be no, I know intimate with. I'm just saying. That's all I'm the- saying. That would be the only reason that there would be any that it, it would not be for like walking out in the world. Yeah. yeah. It would be an mm. indoor only. Mm. Interesting. I, I don't even know what you're reacting to right now. I am of age. Holly. <laughs> My philosophy on intimate thongs is that why even intimate <laughs> thongs is why even bother? Yeah, because, because well, that's, all, yeah. the whole time you know, you're gonna be like, I gotta pick this thing out of my yeah, brain. you know, yeah, and that's not sexy. Yeah, it's like when you got a piece of corn in between your teeth. Okay, <laughs> you are you are <laughs> destined. Way too. You are committed to trying to make this as disgusting as possible <laughs> by giving but, me corn references. I know. But and your thong. Look, it's true though. Whenever you wear that particular type of garment, it does get at places where maybe normally fabric doesn't and hang shouldn't. out and, and shouldn't. shouldn't. Quite yeah. frankly, right. because I will say personally, I have several pair of emergency thongs. Those thongs <laughs> are only pull in case of no. I'm serious because I only wear them if. The the outfit They're like choice no show dictates. Socks. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. And rarely do I wear an outfit that would require me to wear that undergarment because I know that I don't like it. It's like wearing things with high heels. Right. I deliberately pick out outfits where I know I won't have to wear uncomfortable shoes right. or uncomfortable undergarments because I hate the experience. Yeah, there are there are jeans that I would prefer to wear without you know um, panties, <laughs> <laughs> underpants, but. We're not doing that. No. Because, yeah. you know, I don't like to wash my jeans on a regular basis. But if you're not wearing pant- underpants, I mean, that's just silly. This <laughs> is nonsense. All right, moving on. Can yeah. I tell you about my I mean, underwear? Oh, wait, no. Here's the lesson. The uh, lesson is underwear is a really good thing. Full. Yeah. Full cheeked. Full cheeked underwear is a good thing. Yeah. Thank you, Martha Stewart. Okay. So I do have to tell you before I get to my D-bag really quickly. I saw because. Farrah Abraham is on top of her Instagram game lately. Like she's because of this fight, probably yeah. she's like going bonkers. So she was on a trip in Costa Rica oh. and she was outside of her, you know, wherever she's staying. She was outside on like a balcony overlooking like a beautiful scene. And she was doing her jump roping in preparation for uh, this fight. And yep. she was, I want to say she was naked jump roping, but you could only see like the side of her. And I want you to know, you guys, her boobs do not move. That is to me (laughs) a feat of engineering that I cannot get my brain around. That her, you know, quadruple G's just like literally maintain the entire, there's no bounce. I don't know if they're made from concrete. Which I'm sounds not like sure. a lot of fun, right? Like, don't you wish your boobs didn't move? Well, I guess maybe you do. Um, Yes, but no. Yeah. Like naturally, I'm saying, cause that would be like, I'm just trying to think of a, like body parts of mine just 
not sitting move there. it. It's yeah. the weirdest darn thing. Okay, sorry. Uh, I do want to tell you about my D bag. Nope, I don't have time. I'll tell you about her later. All right, she'll still be there. It's, it's fine. we we had a very important conversation. I feel like about we underpants. really worked some. You know, learned a lot. We sure did, didn't yeah. we? All right, yeah, we, we picked at it a lot. Okay, Stop Holly, <laughs> we come back. Seriously, I think you've covered this story enough, Holly. Oh, gosh, I mean. <laughs> I have more to say, but it's really unmentionable. When we yeah, come back, we're going to talk about Jeffrey. We're not going to linger E on this story anymore. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to talk about Jeffrey Owens. There are some developments in uh, the story around the Cosby Show star who was seen bagging groceries at Trader Joe's, a.k.a. having a job. Uh, well, he's got some more job offers on yeah. the table. Well, that would be a good nugget. Some more money coming. Stop it. You, I saw that. I saw you working on that. You were conjuring it up with your eyeballs. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Cork. Well, it looks like Jeffrey Owens is kind of the one that's having the last laugh after somebody took pictures of him working at Trader Joe's. This is the actor who played a role on the Cosby show for many years and uh, was bagging groceries at Trader Joe's because that's. His job uh, in between acting gigs. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, aside from the fact that he was offered a role in a TV show by Tyler Perry, and we'll give you an update on that in just a moment, somebody else decided to insert themselves into the story. Yeah, me, because I've had enough of this story. Um, I love Jeffrey Owens. I don't. But I wish him all the best. Yeah. Great story. Human interest story. Oh, we thought he fell on hard times. No, actually, it was just the internet being D-bags. Right. So we said, well, let's correct this situation. So for any pain we may have caused you, you know, Tyler Perry's going to come in and give you a, a you know, the chance mm-hmm. to uh, have a role. Okay, fine. All great. Happy ending to the story. Yay, I mean, we do these kind done. of stories all the time, right? Right. Like Aaron Moran. Oh, actually, that was not a happy story. But, you know, these stories happen on occasion and they're very interesting. But when I saw the following headline that Nicki Minaj is giving Jeffrey Owens $25,000. She's, quote, oh, God, <laughs> donating $25,000 to the actor by opening her checkbook. I was like, wait, excuse me, what? He he had it. Wait, he, he didn't lose He's not. Di- what? 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 Did, what? What's her reason for this? Some people are on the internet and seeking attention, and he's just the antithesis of that. So I felt like, oh my god, could you imagine? We've all done jobs like that, and I just thought, what if it were me or a family member, and they were minding their own business, working to feed their family, and some someone tried to humiliate them? I don't like the way that feels. So okay, those are all good thoughts, yeah, but good, to then period, go, I'm gonna short. open up my checkbook and give him twenty five thousand dollars. Okay. Look, the world has hurt me, Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to send you the hateful things that people... Okay, they don't. But I could find something mean someone did to me. Sure. I would like $25,000, too. My point is Jeffrey Owens is a able-bodied, hardworking, committed, adult, parental figure, adult, actor, professional, adult employed person. person. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need your $25,000 pity check. And frankly, I'm assuming it's only a matter of time before we hear that he is donating that $25,000 to people who 
are actually in need of that money. Yeah. No, and actually that's, you know, that's, if there's anything I feel like I've learned about Jeffrey Owens, it's number one, who the heck he is, because I didn't. We've forgotten. I had forgotten about him. Fine. It's fine. Um, However, if there's anything I've learned about him from these past few days he's had kind of back in the spotlight, it's that he's a gracious person and he's a hardworking person and he has an ethic. Yeah. And it does not include taking charity money from Nicki Minaj. Yeah, he doesn't need charity. No, because by the way, um, he even <laughs> said, he's like, listen, I still go to auditions. I'm still working. He's a trained actor. He was working at Trader Joe's because that's what he did between jobs. It was a flexible thing he could do so he could go and so he could act. And, and- he, you know, if, if I've learned anything about him, it's going to be that he's not interested in taking money for nothing. And I know we're going to get there eventually, but if you were going to hand $25,000 over to someone, perhaps you'd give it to Don Wells, who's, you know, got actual medical bills. Thank you. Um, although I, I think that, you know, she's going to be fine. And maybe if I were Nicki Minaj and I were her publicist, I mean, she maybe she literally did say, like, I'm just going to give him $25,000. Boom, boom, boom. It just had a reaction. Didn't think about it. But if I were thinking about it, I would say I want to give $25,000 to, I don't know, somebody who like literally needs, needs it, it or else. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, OK. Couple, a couple other updates. So Nicki Minaj giving $25,000 to Jeffrey Owens. He doesn't need it because he just got a, a t- he got a, a, a role on Tyler Perry's series on own the very one that tyler perry had tweeted out asking him uh to be a part of he had tweeted to jeffrey owens i'm about to start shooting owns number one drama next week come join us i have so much respect for people who hustle between gigs the measure of a of a true artist um and uh apparently in response to that Jeffrey Owens, he didn't say, yeah, I'll take the role. Um, but he, because what he actually wanted to do was audition for it. He said on GMA, I know this might sound weird, but I wouldn't feel comfortable getting acting jobs from this event. I wouldn't mind getting auditions. I wouldn't mind if people called me in to try out for things due to what's happened. But I wouldn't feel comfortable with someone giving me a job because this happened. I want to go get the job because I'm the right person. And he did indeed try out for that role. And he did indeed uh, take a role. Uh, and it will be a 10, I believe he has like a, a 10 series role on the haves and the have nots, which is Tyler Perry's show that airs on the own network. So there is sort of, a, I mean, you know, listen, Jeffrey Owens is going to have a happy ending. Don't worry about it. He's going to work and he's going to be fine. Yeah. Um, but this is a lovely thing that came out of it. Oh, for sure. Now, back to what you were mentioning, Bradley, Dawn Wells. We talked about her yesterday. Marianne from Gilligan's Island. She has, she's been through it. She had a couple of surgeries, a lot of complications. She had some health issues and uh, she had lost all of her money during the banking crisis. And so she is, she was really down on her luck. And so a friend of hers started a GoFundMe and uh, they were asking for, I think it was $170,000 or $180,000 to be raised through this GoFundMe. Well, as of yesterday, uh, fans raised nearly $110,000 to help Marianne. And now it's up to 134. I think we're doing quite well. Yeah. 
So I think that that really is a lovely thing that people are putting their money toward and um, and hopefully she will be able to um, kind of get herself in a better space to live a better life. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, she apparently needs one hundred and ninety four. I didn't I, I still don't understand this and I'm sure there's an explanation for it. But according to the guy who set up the page, they she needs one hundred and ninety four thousand um, dollars and they asked for one hundred and eighty thousand. I'm assuming that means she's got 14 of her own. She's going to mm-hmm. kick in. I don't know why she's getting penalties from the IRS, but it sounds I'm hoping anyway that it's not from like just trying to avoid paying taxes. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I don't have any proof of that. So it sounds like she just had a hard time from the banking crisis. And then, um, as you said, uh, um, medical bills. Um, I just wish we lived in a world where that didn't have to happen. I agree. Like if you've got I mean, Marianne for crying outside. Right. You know, it's interesting, though, again, you know, there's a there's always there's this perception that people have that because somebody was in a TV show, a very popular TV show or a movie or something like that, or had experienced fame at some point in their life, that they are set for life. Oh, sure. And that is just it's simply not the case. And in fact, I think we've heard from enough um, enough actors and actresses that once you've been in an iconic role that you've sort of embodied people start to see you as that person. And so sometimes it can be harder to get work after uh, after that role ends. And I would say for somebody like her, you know, she is she was Marianne to everybody. Well, especially from that generation, right? right. Because people just didn't have that many. Um, they didn't have the deals now that actors have. They right. didn't have the power to advocate for themselves in a way that would secure their financial futures. Right. So, you know, it, it, anyway, hopefully Don Wells will get... Back on her feet and all will be well. And uh, good job, everybody, helping her out. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's a question for parents. What's the thing you miss most from before having children? Back before you were a parent, what do you miss the most? 651-641-1071. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. My Talk 1071. Everything. We were somewhere around Barstow, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. Entertainment. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.